Hi, I'm Chloe Canning. Welcome back for season two on Lube of Courage. Luminate Leadership acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land which we were called this podcast the Yagura and Terrible People. We pay respect to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to Lead with Courage, the podcast that celebrates the bold and inspiring stories of leaders making a difference. We're your hosts, Andy and Cherie Canning, and together we'll dive into the minds of the trailblazers, the risk takers, and those who embrace life with a growth mindset. Welcome back to the Lead with Courage podcast. Woohoo! Season two. We're back. We are back. Not just one, but two. Here we go. Two seasons. We are pumped to be here. It is good to be back. Well, sitting across from me is a lady who needs no introduction whatsoever, um, especially if you've listened to this podcast before. So, Cherie, welcome back for season two. Thank you, Andy. And I don't could not do it without you. I think everyone I speak to, you're the dark horse. You're the you're the crowd favourite. So it is great to be back here together, bringing back season two. It is nice to be back. Now we've got. Um, before we get to our beautiful guests for season two, um, yeah. we thought that we'd have a chat between us and, and talk about talk about things that are relevant for this time of year, which is which are kind of habit setting and and goal setting, and you know potentially a conversation even we had this morning where I had an aha moment in there, thinking, oh, what is the difference between habits and goals, and how do they feed into each other? Yeah. So we could maybe do a quick recap on twenty twenty three, what was some of the highlights that we had for the year as well as for the podcast, um, and then also kind of what we what we look forward to in twenty twenty four. Yeah, I love that, and I think you know I'd love for us to share some of the practical steps in which we get to some of these as well. Hopefully, they'll be useful and have some impact for people listening to. So, yeah, sounds great. And when you're saying 23, it feels like forever ago already. And I was um, reflecting on is this too late to come in and talk about goal setting, you know, a month into the year. But I really believe that this is actually the prime time because, you know, you get to the end of a year, you might have taken a break. Hopefully people have recharged, taken a break. And then maybe the uh, New Year's resolutions kick in. But I think now is when, all right, you get back into the rhythm and if people have got kids, school's back, or back into the rhythm of work, no matter what industry you're in, most people now are really in that um, the ball is rolling and we're back into normal life again. The summer holidays are gone, although the heat hasn't. Uh, but, you know, so then it's looking at, well, what's on, what is on track, what's stuck from the original goals and what matters now. Yeah, awesome. Love that. Mm, Good stuff. Beautiful. All right, well, let's go with uh, 2023. Mm. Would you like to kick us off? What were some highlights for you? Yeah, well, one of the things actually, we use this little three L's in some of our workshops and I thought I'm going to pull it out on you. So I'm going to throw you throw you a quick one and I'll answer them too. Awesome. Um, but I, I love this little phrase of like, what are the three L's of, what did you love from the year? So your highlights, personally, professionally. What did you learn uh, being the second L? And so the learning could be something that you've actually gone and intentionally learned, a course, a program, something you've gone and done. Often though the learning comes from the hard knocks or, or the unintentional tough moments in life where then we can learn from what's come out of it. And thirdly is what did you, 
What do you choose to leave behind? And I think that's an interesting one because often we're so focused on, you know, um, a growth mindset and positivity and being above the line. But this is that permission question to say, okay, what didn't serve me last year? What do I want to leave behind in 23 and not take with me into the new year? So, Andy, for you, what was your love, learn and leave behind? Yeah, cool. Uh, love, I... I think doing the podcast was absolutely my favourite thing to do last year. Mm. Um, I love that we, I don't know, like like most new things you had an idea and there was, <laughs> you know, some chat, maybe a, little, a small amount of pushback and then eventually there was <laughs> there was some kind of trigger being pulled and, and then lo and behold we had 31 episodes as well as more to, to you know, kind of share out to the world as well yeah. um, from now. So um, I, I really love that. I uh, also love the Ignite conference that we ran last year. Uh, I know there's a, a process that we go through with me kicking and screaming and um, figuring out how everything's going to work, um, which is just a place that I have to get to. So, uh, But I absolutely loved it. I love the impact that it had. Even earlier this week, you sent out 230, 240 postcards. Yeah, um, everyone wrote themselves a note at the end of the conference and that was back in August and yeah. I'm quite sure everyone forgot about it and they've been sitting in our office and they went out in the post this week and it's been beautiful people texting me saying it's brought them to tears and the timeliness of it and how inspiring it is to see these messages so yeah it was really cool yeah nice timing and um in terms of learning uh shout out to a couple of men's groups i've been a part of Mm. i've been a part of um, just because i'm a slow learner i went back for a second time and did a warriors (laughs) in the boardroom program with um some beautiful teachers of mine rachel and shannon o'brien and uh i I love doing that for a second time and i've also loved the um kind of a men's group that i've joined dam council has been fantastic for those wondering at home what is dam council it is depth awareness and mastery and uh no i'm not there yet but i'm on the way so um there's there's a bit of there's a bit there and just each man has space to unpack whatever they want to talk about and and other people hold space in the group for it and it's it's been incredibly useful and beneficial for my life just to unpack a couple of things so i've loved that and leave behind i decided i would leave behind complaining and how's it going for you uh well, prior to putting on the headphones, um, today probably hasn't been a highlight um, for the year <laughs> of complaining, but uh, alas, we're, we're here now. So, uh, yeah, and what I mean by that is that I think whenever I complain, I get to be the hero of the story in mm. terms of the protagonist, in terms of how I'm complaining. And I've noticed that when I oh, I just need to choose to see things a different way, I think um, I've largely been probably something I've learned about myself is I work really, really hard to see glass half full, but it's not something that comes naturally to me. And with that can sometimes come a little bit of complaining and kicking and screaming. And so that's something that I've really committed to working on for 2024. And by working on, I mean just absolutely leaving behind. I'm done with it. It's gone. It's it's in the revision mirror. Um, and I just ask for a little bit of grace from my business partner and wife sitting across from me now to um, hold space every now and then for for if I go off on a tangent which you do so thank you yeah thanks and and I think you know I hear that and it's such a beautiful reminder of that we're all perfectly imperfect isn't it and I joke and say how's that going for you and we talk about um, you know giving the space but all of this uh, whatever we put down on our list is is a practice so we're going to fall back it's not always going to be spot on it's just the awareness so yeah, beautiful. Thank you. And what about for you? 
We've got love, learn and leave behind. Yeah, okay. Um, one thing I've loved, similar to you, definitely, this podcast has actually gifted us so many conversations and insights that I never expected. And seeing, again, like those quiet little messages that people send you or a random email that uh, pop out of nowhere, just people we've never even met before or the people that are in our world saying the impact different conversations have had. I've absolutely loved that. The guests we've had on their stories has been phenomenal. I've loved last year our daughter, as you know, uh, started school. So I think just seeing her thrive at school and really her independence whilst challenging at times has just been a beautiful thing that I've really loved from the year, so personally and professionally. Uh, what I have learned, oh my gosh, I think, you know, year three, we just finished three years of business. Um, it's just a constant learning, isn't it? I know that sounds so cliche, one thing, you know, I learnt or I was reminded of is I went on a program as well. There's lots of things, but uh, it's it's to find tribes and coaching. Um, throughout the year, I went on Fleur Madden, who was one of our guests on her um, Mastermind uh, six-month program. We've started doing coaching with Ida, another one of our guests um, for, two, you know, business coaching with her. Another one of our guests, Paula Hindle, I do personal health uh, and wellbeing coaching with and Rachel O'Brien as well as a mentor for me. So um, these incredible humans, the impact, I think the coaching and also in, in the mastermind with Fleur, that group, um, they're all founders, all coming together, talking about the business challenges. And so that for me, as a founder and as a new business owner, a small business, Really finding that tribe and getting the coaching for the accountability is something I've learnt so much through that experience. The leave behind, I keep getting surprised, even saying this out loud just sounds so ridiculous, but if in the spirit of leading courage and being honest and vulnerability, I, I keep getting surprised how much there is on my plate and you'll hear me, oh, but I, I just haven't got the time for that or there's this, it's just it's so much, there's so much and I think... I have to leave behind the surprise element of that. I have to accept that running a business, being a wife, being a mum, facilitating workshops, being a leader for our team, there is a lot to that and it's what I choose. I choose all of these things because I love it and it lights me up and it's a lot. So I just need to be in a place of acceptance and then create the boundaries and create the reality so that I can thrive in that rather being um, sometimes I feel like it's it swamps me and it's, it can be a bit overwhelming at times. But really I think when we come to a place of acceptance, it's like that um, road less travelled quote, isn't it? Like once you realise that life is difficult, like it's – it becomes infinitely easier. Yeah. Yeah, Scott so, Peck. Yeah, that. that's it. So that that's it for me. That's what I need to leave behind. Yeah, great. Yeah, good mm. one. Uh, Don't like ask me ones. how it's going. <laughs> I like those ones. I was wondering where you were going to go with the um, lot on my plate thing, whether you were just going to have more plates or less plates. And I think yeah. annual annual goals or habits that we've tried to create kind of around things that, you know, where sometimes I – fall short on and sometimes where you fall short on are, are usually plate related things in terms of increasing or decreasing so I like the awareness piece there mm. that there's just a reality accepting piece there 
and then maybe it's about capacity attached to that, but otherwise it's it's just accepting that it's there. It's not going to be removed. You're not going to take stuff off it like because it just is what it is. Yeah, that's right. And so I think then from a practical perspective, yes, you might take some things off. Look at look at the list, and that's something we've done over the last couple of months. And I guess in part of our goal setting process, isn't it having a look at the tasks that I'm responsible? If I just take myself in my role, uh, what am I responsible for? What does the business need? Are there gaps there from a business? perspective and how can we fill them are they things that the team can pick up and are good at and skilled at and enjoy or do we need to look outside of the current team to fill that capacity it's also then um, I think setting the goals and the boundaries around what do I say yes to what do I say no to um, and being really clear on that for myself too well for all of us no matter how we, we wear busy like a badge of honour um, and I I'm doing my best not to do that because I know there's there's nothing great about being busy because busy also equals overwhelm. It means not being present. It means not having enough time for the things that matter. And at the same time, realising when you do have so much on your plate, how do you find that strike, that balance around the things that do matter, making sure that we're focusing on the urgent and important or important things and not on the not so important, not so urgent. Oh, if I quickly do this and I'll, you know, that time management focusing on the big rocks first rather than the small things just to get it off the list yeah yeah i'm a, I'm a real sucker for that love ticking things off a list so sometimes there's the the path of least resistance tasks that feel like they take priority because they're easier to complete yeah but sometimes they don't actually get you to where you need to go yeah and i think then that's where it comes back to this goal setting doesn't it with the well where you need to go because how many of us are just running not senseless there's a there's a term though that I love is by design not default. You know, are we living life by design of what we want to achieve, who we want to be, the way we want our lives to be, the parts that are in our in our control, of course, or are we just living by default? And often I think this is why I love the reset of a new year and I love the reset of the goals because then you sit down and go, well, what is important to me? What do I want to do? And ultimately, who do I want to be? You know, I love hearing Ben Crow speak and he talks about how we're so often focused on what we're doing, but we're human beings. So we've got to, who are we going to be? How do we show up in this world? And that's such an important thing to reset and really intentionally, consciously decide how we want to live our life by design, not by default. See, something you said just before about living life by design, not by default has been a bit of a mantra in the Canning household, hasn't it? Yeah, in it sure has. For years, of, really. Yeah, for years. And and we we start that and that's one of the things we want to talk about today. Mm. And we start that by each year we we by we I mean you draw out a canvas and I <laughs> add some dot points to it. Um with kind of a combination of things and, and when we strip them down, they're a whole lot of behaviours, there's some habits and there's some goals on there and, and we've had mixed success, I'd say, with setting that up. So why don't we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's so many people out there who have got their own process, no doubt, and set goals and intentions and you see it all over social media for the first couple of weeks of January in particular. And, yeah, I'd love to share a little bit about what we do because potentially there's a piece in there that someone could use in their own personal life or even implement with their teams as well. For us, I suppose, we have been the practice we've been following. Um, I don't know, maybe... 
for five years now with our visual representation as well is sitting down and creating a bit of a goal and vision board and that's been living on our fridge for years Um, and it all kind of comes back if you zoom back is having a look at what do we want to get out of life if we talk about that by design. And we'll often sit down and, you know, you and I both do it individually and then we'll bring it together and have a look at the wellness wheel, having a look at the eight dimensions of wellness and what's what's working and what's not. And of course, life isn't just about those eight dimensions of wellness, but then I guess from that is what can we achieve and what can we do in our lives? So do you recall the elements, some of the um, dimensions? I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, environmental is one of them. Yeah. Yep. So what's the... What's your household look like? What's your environment, your physical, like the clutter in your house or the setup of your environment? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that was significant for us kind of over the Christmas break. So (laughs) something that we worked hard to um, declutter. Yes. What else? What else? I think physical health jumps out the page to me only because I have a decent BHAG with some habits Mm -hmm. attached to it for 2024. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So your your exercise, your nutrition, your sleep all bundled in our physical health. Yeah, finance. Exactly. Feels so like that would be on there. Absolutely. Financial, your wealth, that's yeah. in there. Spiritual. Yes. So spiritual, whether that's religion or whether it's a mindfulness practice, your internal practice. So absolutely. So we've got four there. Emotional. Bang. Yes, you got it. So with emotional, uh, you know, it's not like you would imagine me because I'm a very emotional human being. It's not like that. Um, I'd be five out of five all the time. But it's more our emotional regulation. So how comfortable are we understanding our own feelings, expressing our own feelings, controlling, um, and really that emotional management that we have. Beauty. Now I'm, I'm going to need a little bit of help on the last three, I think. All right, I've got you. Uh, so there's social. It's really then around that social network, the collaboration and the connections that you have in life and are you spending quality time with the people that really bring the joy for you. Um, there's also then occupational. So where is your career going? What are your goals within what you do and do you love what you do fundamentally? And that could be people's hobbies as well as their core job. And then there's um, intellectual. So those two can often go hand in hand, of course, wanting to grow out, grow our mindset, um, a growth mindset and always wanting to learn more and what are you applying in your career. But also it could just be reading and podcasts and, and just that, that intellectual growth. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. We'll put a downloadable on that on our um, show notes. I know one's already on our website, but we'll put that on there as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, But you make a beautiful point. So it's a free downloadable. There's a beautiful, um, the eight dimensions, some goal setting prompts as well as reflection prompts. So this is the process that you and I go through every year. Um, and we'll look at, well, what you personally, so Andy will do his version, I'll do mine, we'll bring them together, we'll both then go ahead and set goals based on our priorities. Now, we don't do um, one for every single element unless it's relevant and we'll have multiple within certain elements as well in the different dimensions. And for us then, you know, we'll, we'll talk through this process but what we end up with is a board that we put on our fridge which is then chunked into little sections. So we've got our health section, we've got our finance section, our we call it quality time but that's for our personal, like our intimate relationship, it's with our time with Chloe and our family and also the people and friendships in our lives, um, our travel experiences in there as well. So that, I guess, is the beginning almost to the end and there's a few stages in between. 
I know this morning when we were talking about it and, and getting ready for this podcast, I uh, mentioned before I had an aha moment in regards to kind of habits and, mm. and goals. And I think unintentionally probably realised that whenever I put up our vision board that I have a couple of goals on there that are, you know, largely smart goals. They're, they're measurable and all, all the other words that go into the SMART acronym to, <laughs> yes. to make them attached to goals. Uh, but then a lot of them are habits. A lot of them are, are just based on how, how I want to behave or how I want to kind of see the world or come across to the world or my transmission or wh- mm. whatever that may be. And I think that was the aha and I thought that maybe is something that we can unpack a little bit in regards to um, specific goals that we have for ourselves and, and how different habits form into them um, and, and what that would look like in really simple ways. Yeah, awesome. Because I think the definition of all of those elements is important and realising that they all play into one another. And I don't know if there's a chicken or the egg. I, I suppose sometimes it's what do you want to achieve? And I keep going back to Simon Sinek's um, golden circle, if you remember that, when he talks about people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And then the centre of the circle is the why. And then it's um, the how and then it's the what. And when I think about goal setting and habits, goals, intentions, ins and outs, words of the year, all of these things, I think they're all really linked together in, in a similar way. When we think about what we want, I think that's often the goal. And so if for you, what I mean, I'm looking at our vision board as we speak, um, but so that there's full accountability and it's out there. What is your number one personal health uh, and wellness goal for this year, Andy Canning? Uh, I'm going to run a marathon um, this year and uh, I said I'm going to compete and complete a marathon this year. So um, I'm pumped for that. I would like to do it in under four and a half hours. I know that might not excite a lot of runners out there, <laughs> but this is, um, yeah, why do I want to justify this? Um, I'm going to do it in under four and a half hours and, and that's that's what my body is telling me at the moment and there's a lot of work that I need to do in order to hit that time. So um, excited for that. And then I've understood what it takes from a habit perspective to get there. There's a temptation where you could kind of half-ass it and what that would look like is kind of go for the occasional run, don't put any intentional training um, Mm. and then just sort of turn up to the start box on the first weekend of June here in Brisbane and just give it a crack and, you know, wheel yourself over the finish line over an extended period of time. But I want to do it because I know the, the lessons that I need to learn and the real winning is done in the training and in the habits that are formed from mm. that. So what that is looking like for me is getting up between 4.30 and 5, running somewhere between 5 and 10Ks at the moment and doing that for four or five days a week typically. And um, and then I need to start building in some strength as well because I've noticed these little old legs of mine um, <laughs> do require a little bit more. So it's going to be lunges with weights. It's going to be squats. It, shout out to... Um, a beautiful friend of mine who ran the Noosa Marathon last year and has been helping me a little bit, Aaron, put together um, just kind of the different things that I need to do. And, and of course, um, Ali, who who we've had on the podcast previously, talking about her own journey uh, with the Hawaiian Ironman as well. So mm. um, between both of those, I'm getting fed with lots of beautiful information to kind of help me uh, and, and will me over the finish line. So... So yeah, that in a nutshell is the habits. The habits are getting up super early to commit to that, 
and um, and I'm a month in, and so far it's been very successful. There was only one day where the dog looked at me, and I felt sorry for the dog, so I took her for a walk instead. But otherwise, I've been um, ignoring some of those other duties <laughs> and kind of just getting up and I've noticed and 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 doing it. So uh, and and I've done it with your support as well. So thank yeah. you. Oh, um, it's amazing! I'm so excited. And for those who have been listening to our podcast from the beginning. That in itself has been like, you know, like the little secret story that's been building behind everything. It's, um, yeah, it's it hasn't always been the hero conversation of every podcast, but it's been in there somewhere around, oh, I'd like to run a marathon one day and I'm building up running and now you're locked in, which I'm super proud of. When we look at the goal, you know, it's clear, like you said, it's a smart goal. You've got June 24, you've got a Brisbane marathon, you've paid your rego, you're in, it's in the calendar. So there's a commitment there. And then it's the habits. And I also believe, and I know in our experience here, it's definitely happening. Sometimes with our goals that we want to achieve, it's not just such a linear habit. So that training regime that you've got is is essential. If you don't do that training regime, it's very, very, very unlikely that you're going to get to 42.2 Ks in June. So we know that, but it's also building in other habits. And I think that's where a wellness wheel is really useful because it's seeing life holistically. If we were just so soul focused on the one thing, and this could be someone buying a house, this could be someone's um, physical goals, uh, your, your sporting goals, Sometimes that's enough, but I do believe that actually looking at it holistically now. So if we look at you personally in this this example, you also have a daily habit of meditation because you're, what does your meditation do for you that helps you with the running? Yeah, it just um, – and, and that's something I've been practising for a better part of seven years now and I've, I've noticed for my life that that has – been a cornerstone of a habit that I've had to cultivate because it helps me be more present. So in that instance, the the habit of meditating every day is not necessarily a goal to meditate every day, albeit that kind of sounds nice, um, but it's more the goal is to be more present. Mm. And so the habit needs to be created to to kind of eat better food and, and practice mindfulness as much as I can. Yes. So. And so, and this is where I love looking at these layers, right? So when you're talking about, obviously that's connecting to the running and I do firmly believe that's going to assist with the running, but it's what you said about being more present. And if we go back to what the expression before about human doing, human being, and we look at, well, why, what are our, our drivers and our intentions? Why do we want to achieve these goals? Who is it that we're going to become? If for you, it's about being present. And I know one of your personal core values, we've had um, the values I think we had a podcast on values, um, you know, around being available and being present. So to be that person, the practice or the habit needs one of those things for you is meditation. So that's where we see then the actual habit is getting up every morning and you know that on the you're using your app and you do this and the stages, the steps to actually achieve that. Sometimes we can just look at I want to meditate but we're not looking at the why behind it and giving it the why behind it and that intention is really really powerful every time i love the james clear atomic habits if um, the listeners haven't read that or haven't read it for a while i can literally see it over your shoulder andy on the bookcase atomic habits and this is a powerful powerful book for reminding us of what is possible but how do we build that um, those habits in our lives and one of the things james clear says that 
really resonates with me is every time that we are actually doing the habit, doing the thing we've committed to, it's a vote for the person we're trying to become. And so instead of saying, I want to run a marathon, the intention or the uh, actualization is I am a runner. Or instead of saying, I want to be someone who meditates every day, it's I am calm and present. And how we achieve that is through the meditation, for an example. But instead of I want to run is I am a runner. People say, I want to read more. I want to read more books. Well, instead of saying I want to read more, we say I am a reader. And so really understanding that why and who it is we want to become and what that means to us. Obviously then attaching it to a longer-term goal, but the habits are those daily rituals that are going to help us achieve the goal. Too often I think we look at the finish line, literally in your case, um, and we think about how do I get to that finish line. But the reality, as you just stated, is you can't think about the 42.2Ks right now. You've got to think about the 5Ks, the 10Ks you did today with that goal in mind, but it's really looking at where are we at today and taking action in this day. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think we, if I was just to set off and think about the 42.2Ks, man, like you feel defeated before you begin. Yeah. You know, but it's incrementally there are sub-goals that you have along there and there are mini races that you have along there in order to kind of, you know, propel you closer to the finish line. So, yeah, yeah that's it's good insight. Thank mm, you. Mm. Pleasure. What goals do you have for you? I've got a few. Uh, there's like some travel goals. I suppose they're experiences that we want to have. Um, there's some financial goals. I think uh, that we both share uh, what we want to what we want to save, what that impact will have for us. Um, so then some of the habits attached to the finance goals. I think are really interesting. I've challenged myself uh, in two things so far this year which have been out of my comfort zone and breaking habits as well as creating new habits. And I think one of them is spending money. And uh, I lo- I'm really good at spending money. So good at it. It's, it's a real strength. It's a real gift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I also, if you go back to your comment about the clutter and coming back from holidays and thinking about how much stuff we've got. And there's nothing quite like coming back from being away for a few weeks, living out of one suitcase to realise just how much stuff and questioning how much do we need it. Now, I love nice things as well, just like anyone And I realised how much I was just buying out of habit or out of just wanting and because I could, I suppose, but really challenging my thoughts of, well, what goals do I want from a financial, do we want? Uh, And then are these habits actually hindering or helping those goals? And also more the, not just, you know, getting tight and not spending money because I want to put money away, but it's more challenging my thought process of do I really want to spend this on this item? So I'm on a no buying anything until April, Um, anything that's not non-essential, which has been interesting. Um, I've had to ignore half of my social media feeds because everything's all the brands of clothes and shoes and things that I love. So that's been a challenge. The other one uh, would for me would be around health and vitality. Um, I definitely want to lose some weight. That that's that's absolutely something that's important to me. The why behind it is about the vitality and the energy. Um, I'm finding, I think, the last year or so for me. I don't know even know if I've shared much of it on this podcast, but uh, you know, I had a pretty major surgery having a hysterectomy last year, and then that changes a lot with your hormones and your physical body, and. 
I absolutely love what I do when it comes to facilitating. It lights me up. It is I'm just in those moments where you're like, wow, is this do I get paid to do this? This is my real job. What a dream. Physically, though, my body aches after. And, you know, this week I've had three workshops and literally my body's aching. I'm lying on the floor just taking uh, magnesium baths and, and I'm, I'm in pain. And that's not really enjoyable for me. I, so I think there's that element of the habit and the tasks of I'm going to studio Pilates. So the commitment now to do more Pilates to get that strength in my body, um, that's going to be the habit that, that I'm building in. Um, to do more stretching and more yoga just to really give my body the recovery and I think just the compassion that it needs and and for me then it's that long term of um, yes I think the weight will be a um, an outcome of that but another habit that I've definitely dropped that hasn't been helpful I'm quite sure for many elements of my life is just stopping having alcohol so it's been a few weeks now where we haven't had a drink and we've been going to functions having non-alcoholic drinks and and that's really felt good. I can feel the difference in my body and, and slowly in the weight as well. But most importantly, the vitality and the energy that it's giving me um, or is not depleting from me. Yeah, I love that, Cheers. I loved seeing you over the last um, month or so in particular, you know, just be really intentional about those goals and those habits that you've committed to mm. there and and seeing the difference that it's that it's made in you in terms of a vitality and a stamina perspective I, I can I really notice the difference and it's a beautiful thing to watch oh thank you thank you my love when I'm looking at our vision board now you know there's something on there we've both written our phrase or the word of the year and again I think it comes back to the why and if people go okay well what am I how do I set this up what are those essential ingredients I would be recommending everyone's got a a word or a phrase of the year and from that what are the goals we want to achieve and from to achieve those goals what are the habits I need to embrace Possibly even looking at what we, the ins and outs. I loved seeing those lists going around on social media as well. What are some of the behaviours that are in and what are some of the behaviours that are out? When I look at mine in front of me here, I've got a phrase this year rather than a word. I've had a word the last few years, but I've got a phrase and it's be calm, shine bright. Uh, I've got it on this vision board. I've also got it on my mobile phone as my background. And for me, again, that intention I know that if I want to shine bright, let's say it's bringing the best energy into a training environment, I need to be feeling physically good. I need to be mentally well. I need to be alert. And so same with the calm. I need to be in the moment, in the zone. I don't need to be thinking about everything else on the plate that we spoke about earlier before. I need to be here and now. So some of those habits for me, the daily habits that we've got, the health habits that we've got uh, and, yeah, I think then breaking those down, knowing knowing the end outcome being the goal and those daily habits. Speaking them out loud and sharing them is critical and there's so much research. I think if people are wanting – this is an older school book but if you want to read more or look more, Brian Tracy, he's um, referenced – a lot around goal setting and I believe the stats are like 65% more likely that your goal will actually be achieved if you share it with someone. And so important to choose that person intentionally, someone in your challenge tribe, those people who will kick you up the bum when you need it but also are there to see you succeed. Yeah, beautiful. My word of the year is elite uh, and I've chosen that word because I read somewhere that uh, 1% of the human population run a marathon 
And, um, and I feel like in order to do that, um, I have not really run in any way, shape or form since I was about 21 years old. And a few things have changed since then. My body has changed. Certainly my, my resilience for kind of hitting the pavement has changed. And so I've noticed that I need to have, I guess, elite conversations with myself. I need to have elite habits in order mm. to get there. And I need to be serious about this um, in, in order to do it. And I know I will do it and I can't wait for that. Yeah. Um, and, and Well, I'm doing it now and, and, and it's part of the fun of doing it now. You know, I've kind of realised as well that running a marathon has very little to do with crossing the finish line. It, 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 I look forward to getting that medal. Don't get me wrong. Like I've even got a place I know that I'm going to hang it. Um, but it's more about the... It's more about the the journey and the experience to get there because the crossing the finish line won't mean anything if I don't do the work prior, and that's where the winning is done. That is where winning is done, and I love that you've even visualised getting that reward at the end. Where you're going to put it? You might have to tell me where you're going to put it, and I'll see if I agree. But <laughs> no, I think it's fantastic. It's really fantastic and true. You are doing it now, which is phenomenal. Uh, Really happy we've got those downloads if people do want to go and do that planning for themselves. It's all there. What about for our podcast? What are the goals for the year ahead for our podcast? Goals, yes. Goals or habits for the podcast. Yeah, uh, either yeah or. and intentions. Um, yeah, so, okay, great. So, great opportunity to talk about season two. So, um, so you're going to hear a little bit from us this year. You're going to hear a little bit from our team as well, our Luminate team. And then um, you're also going to hear from guests uh, just the same way that we did last year. We're going to have more deep and meaningful conversations. Some of them are going to be about business. Some of them are going to be about life. And, and we can't wait for that. One small change will be that we'll be publishing episodes fortnightly over the year ahead. Um, last year, I cannot believe that we literally recorded 31 episodes and in like six months 29 of those were with guests while we're still kind of running a business and working full-time like clearly we we loved it so much that we we created room for it and we found a lot of room for it and we had some amazing guests um on who were willing to come and share their story so um can't wait can't wait to kind of release those out there and we'll have the next one dropping um it'll be in seven days time so this one will go up uh, in the week and then and then we've got a few episodes kind of already loaded ready to go so yeah absolutely and we so encourage even if some of the titles or the blurb or the people you're like oh i'm not sure about that one so and you haven't listened to all of last year's we so encourage the stories are out there honestly the um, and we're not necessarily our ones, but all our guests in particular have just been absolutely sublime. We're really excited to bring more conversations, more guests, and we'd love to hear from you if you're not already following us on socials, whether that's through Luminate on Instagram, Facebook, or through LinkedIn, you'll see when the new downloads come all of the episodes obviously where you listen to your podcast but also there's some information on our website so if you jump on our website you can see all the apps you can also submit who do you want to hear from if you have been listening for a while and you think oh Shaz and Andy have to speak to this person like this is a great person for the Lead with Courage podcast please let us know we're always on the lookout for other stories that we can share and um, inspire everyone who is listening 
we are absolutely moved and at times just pinch me moments that people are even listening to us on this podcast. It's a crazy, crazy concept. And the amount of downloads that we've had last year is just so humbling. And we thank you for your support. And we really hope that we'll bring some incredible episodes and conversations for you again this year. So thank you for your support and thanks for being part of this journey with us. Thanks for joining us on the Lead with Courage podcast. We illuminate leadership and it's our mission to inspire and grow the leaders of today to create a better tomorrow. We hope and trust that this episode has given you some insights and joy to empower you to live your biggest, best life. If you did enjoy the episode, we'd be so grateful for you to rate and share wherever you listen to this podcast. And until next time, go and lead with courage. Luminate Leadership is not a licensed mental health service or a substitute for professional mental health advice, treatment or assessment. Any conversation in this podcast is general in nature and if you're struggling, please see a healthcare professional or call Lifeline on 131114.